0: Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In our series, 50 Shades of They, dedicated to nurturing impactful and meaningful relationships, we understand forging strong connections isn't a game of chance. It requires dedication and effort. In today's message, Fantasy Versus Reality, We explore authenticity in relationships, distinguishing between what is genuine and real from what remains in fantasy and superficiality. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message titled Fantasy Versus Reality. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: Several days ago, I was in a meeting with a young lady who helps me with some of my books, and she challenged me to read 50 Shades of Grey. I said, you know, I feel uncomfortable about reading the book because basically I said, it's pornography. She said, well, just read it because if the media calls or someone else asks a question or whatever, you need to be able to explain the storyline and you need to know what happened. So I set out to read this 514 page book. I skipped over the erotic parts, and I read the entire book in 45 minutes. (laughs) I did. So after reading the book, and after thinking about Christian Gray and Anastasia Steele, I thought to myself, what would Jesus say to them? I mean, what, what would he say? Hypothetically, what would the Son of God say to, let's say, for example, Christian Gray? I think one of the things he would say is, he would say, Turn to me. I believe Jesus would say, Turn to me. Christian, he would say, You've got a brilliant mind, you're a billionaire, self made, the book says. Ruggedly handsome. Man, you've got all this money, you've got the power, you control your life, you control companies, you control relationships, and 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 you control all of these things. You've got money, you've got power, and 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 of course, sex. You've got sex, and sex is God's gift, yet. Whenever we have a gift, the enemy always gives us a counterfeit, doesn't he? Look at it throughout life. God gives us a gift, the enemy brings a counterfeit. So I think Jesus would say, turn to me. Turn to me. Because you're going down the same path that another guy went down that I talked about in my Bible, in in Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, Jesus told the story I love the story of the prodigal son. It's the first trustafarian ever. Trust fund baby. He, he comes to his dad. He goes, dad, give me everything. I want the whole deal, the whole enchilada, man. I want it. I'm old enough. I'm big enough. I'm bad enough. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And the father goes, okay. I'm sure Jesus would tell Christian Grey this story. And this guy went out and he, he used his, his money Power, sex, PMS, right? Money, power, and sex. That's what he used, and he did it his way. And and then the Bible says that he found himself, this guy, so wealthy, the prodigal son, found himself in a pigsty fighting hogs over scraps. Jesus would look at Christian and say, hey, Christian, you know, you matter to me. I don't want to see you in a pigsty. But the end game is the pigsty. It was the pigsty for the prodigal. It's going to be the pigsty for you. And Anna, I will tell you the same thing. Money, sex, and power in and of themselves, they're fine. Money, wow, money is not evil. Money can be great. It can be evil. We can see some of the, Phenomenal things money has done right here at Fellowship Church, can't we? Power, your powers, power's great. I think Jesus would say to a Christian, you want power? Invite me into your life. Make me the center of your life. That's power. The Bible says we'll receive Power, the word power in the book of Acts is the word we get from dynamite. We'll have power when the Holy Spirit comes inside of our lives. So power's not bad. God wants to use it for greatness. And of course, sex. Sex is made for the marriage bed. The Bible says that from cover to cover. Sex is a good thing. And what's so interesting about about 50 Shades of Grey, oh, you mean women have a libido too? Wow. Women have a sex drive? I didn't know that. Let me go ahead and thank the author, E.L. James, for letting us in on that. Wow. Christian, turn to me. Turn to me before the pigsty, because here's what happened to the prodigal. I mean, he, he lost it all. Then he came to his senses, specifically in Luke. Chapter 15, verse 17. When he came to his senses. Christian, live up to your name, Jesus would say. Christian, come to your senses. Christian, give me your life. When you give up control, you'll gain control. When you give up power, I'll give you power. When you give up the intimacy that you're craving, I'll give you real intimacy. You know, E.L. James wrote this book. She sold squillions, and she's made squillions. I just made that up, squillions. I like it. It's a lot of money. Do you know what this book is about, though? Take a step back. This book is about this author unknowingly writing about characters who are searching for God. They're searching for God. And sadly, for many people, the closest they'll ever get to God is through sexual intercourse. Put on your thinking hat. When you have sex, you're one with the other. We desire this oneness. This oneness, and and, and we desire it with God. When we have this relationship with God, He comes into our lives. We have a hole in our soul and we try to fill this hole with money and sex and power and power money and sex and it it gives us a fast, temporary relief from the aches and pains of life, but it doesn't, doesn't satisfy. And what's so ironic is in our search for freedom away from God, the things we chase end up incarcerating us. They end up limiting us. So the deepest intimacy many people will ever have is in the act of sex, and it starts with God. God, though, is the author of sex, and he says, do sex my way, Christian. Here's here's still another excerpt, And, and only in a book that's directed toward women do you have some of these things, because women... that that maternal instinct, women can say, and they say to themselves a lot, oh, I can change him. I can convert this pervert. Even though I'm in this crazy relationship, even though he's stalking me and abusing me and controlling me, I can change him. He's such a complicated person. And now I have an insight as to why a young man deprived of his adolescence, sexually abused by some evil Mrs. Robinson figure, no wonder he's old before his time. My heart fills with sadness at the thought of what he must have been through. Granted, Jesus would look at Christian and say, Christian, I'm sorry. I know you're hurt. You thought we're going to have to take responsibility for your life. Nowhere in the book does he say, "Yeah, my bad, my fault, I messed up, I sinned." We've forgotten about repentance. We have to repent to do a one eighty, and Jesus would get in Christian Gray's grill and say, "You've got to turn." from your evil ways. You're committing cosmic treason before God. I know you have a tough life. I know it's been difficult. I know you've been adopted. I know this woman took advantage of you, but you've got to take responsibility. And In our world today, oh, we love to play the victim, don't we? So popular. From our house all the way to the White House. Their fault. No, it's somebody else's fault. It's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. We're gonna step up and take responsibility and turn from it. Christian needs to come to his senses before the pigsty. And let me talk to you. Anybody in the pigsty here? Anybody in the pigsty? Here's the good news. You can come to your senses. The prodigal did. He returned back and the father forgave him clothed him and threw a partay for him. So do a permanent wave to the pigsty, right? Do a permanent wave. But it's time to turn before the pigsty because away from God, the Bible says, you know what? There's a way that seems right, but it only leads to death. The Bible says that in Proverbs fourteen twelve. So this way seems right. See, perversion has an element of truth in it. If if it did not have an element of truth, we wouldn't get involved in it. But man, study history, man left to his own devices will always self-destruct, always.
0: You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry focused on sharing the gospel is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: So, this perversion, I think, needs a conversion. I think Jesus would say, Christian, turn to me. I think also he would say this. The devil pays in counterfeit money. The other day, I was traveling, and I had several hundred dollars with me. Like, I had $300 in cash. Took $100 out to pay for something, and immediately, the lady, bing, Held it up to the light. That, that light separates the real deal from counterfeit. And the same is true when we hold our lives up and our relationships up and our power up and our money up and our sex up to the God of the universe, the light of the world. Is it real or counterfeit? The devil, though, pays in counterfeit money. Ladies, the rave, you know, Counterfeit bags, the Gucci, the Louis Vuitton or the Prada or whatever, they're big, man. People love them, it's hard to tell. Is that real or fake? I'm not sure. Oh, girl, that's fake. Oh, I see, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. We should handle the real so much, we should hang out with the right they so much and do the right thing so much when something counterfeit comes our way, when the temptation comes our way. Whoa, ho, oh, hey, that's counterfeit the devil pays in counterfeit money several years ago a porn star sat right there and I sat right there with several people and I had an opportunity to hear this girl's story and I talked to her here's this girl done all the stuff mentioned and more in Fifty Shades of Grey. Here's a young woman who's made all this money, not only in film, but also being a high-priced call girl. Yet, of all the people I've met, one of the emptiest human beings I've ever talked to in my life life. And after talking to her about PMS, power, money, and sex, when she walked out of the church, she turned to her agent, porn star, boyfriend, and said, what if he's right? Hopefully she's still alive today. Hopefully she read some of the books that we gave her from our resource center. The devil pays in counterfeit money. In her early 20s, look at her eyes, listen to her talk. The devil pays in counterfeit money. So I believe Jesus would say to Christian, turn to me. He would have his nail pierced hands out. Turn to me, come to me. I want to forgive you and cleanse you and change your life. I believe he would say, I'm sorry. I think also he would say this. Christian, stop looking for the mortal to do only what the immortal can. Throughout the book, you you, you feel the angst, the tension where Christian and Anna—they're they're trying to put on a human relationship the pressure that only God can fulfill. I love my wife. We've been married for thirty-three years but there are things only God can do in my life. And many times I can mess up when I put divine pressure on a human relationship. And in this realm, in this book, oh, you've gotta be kidding me. It's so sad. It's so tragic. Christian, turn to me, look to me. I'll show you what life is all about. You know, I had the opportunity Wednesday night to speak to our students. You know, we have thousands of students who gather together, just students. <laughs> Wednesday night, wow, I would have killed for that opportunity when I was that age. I mean, that many students, that's ridiculous. And I get nervous, especially when I talk to students. And I talk to them about 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And I've been reading this, and I've talked about it in, in my book a lot. It's 2 Corinthians 6, 14, a very unpopular verse to singles, and, and, and especially for the young people. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What this means is our best friends, the right they, have to be people who have the common denominator of Jesus. That's what it means. Those we date and those who become our mate, we must have the common denominator. We all have a lot of friends who are not necessarily followers of Christ. I do. You should too. But those we have fellowship with, those we are close to, We've gotta be yoked together. Yoke was a piece of farm equipment. It had two holes on it, a wooden structure, and you would put animals of equal kind and equal strength in this this little device so you could plow a straight line. When we're equally yoked, that's what happens. So I think Jesus would say, Christian, you gotta find the right they in your life. You gotta invite a lot of people out of your life. You gotta delete a lot of contacts. You gotta you gotta move away from people. If not, you've been a pigsty. I think another thing that Jesus might say to Christian would be, "Get help. Get help." The Bible says in Proverbs eleven fourteen in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. My family and I, we've benefited greatly from Christian counseling. I'm not shy to admit that. I've got blind spots. So do you. And a great biblical counselor will point those out and help you with that. Christian, you need several years of counseling. This whole thing is taking place in Seattle. Jesus would probably say, Christian and I were a great church for you in Seattle. There's a great one just for you. Get involved, man. Seek biblical counseling. And here's what happens to a lot of us. We'll go to biblical counseling and we're like, oh man, I don't don't like her. I don't like him. I'm, I'm not going back. You know why we say that? Conviction. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, wounds from a friend can be trusted. So get help. Many of you need Christian counseling. You're dating, go to Christian counseling. You're married, go to Christian counseling. You've been married for 33 years, go to Christian counseling. I believe that's what Jesus would say. Christian gray and hopefully Anna will be listening as well oh uh, (laughs) yeah I know what you're thinking some of you going hey man it's just this is just a book my brother it's just a book I mean come on 50 shades of gray it's just a book just a book just a book Just a book? I hold in my hand the book, the book of life. I hold in my hand the book of marriage. I hold in my hand the book of power and money and sex. I hold in my hand the book of an amazing, abundant agenda that God has. I hold in my hand the book that'll teach you what repentance and faith and a clear conscience is all about. I hold in my hand the book that'll help you with parenting. I hold in my hand a book that'll teach you about friendship. Hold in my hand a book that'll teach you about life. It is the book, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. That is the book for me. Father, thank you for this message. May our lives never be the same because of it. May we carry forth your vision for our lives, and may we understand the greatness that you have in store for every relationship here. We voice this prayer in Christ's holy name. Amen.
0: Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered and equipped you to make deliberate choices about inviting the right individuals into your life and navigating the necessary steps to part ways with those who might not align with your God-given purpose. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Next week, we embark on a new series, Leaving Lust Vegas. Through this series, we'll grapple with the notion that God has something greater in store for us beyond broken promises and unrealized potential. Join us as we begin this powerful, life-changing series. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more enriching content and opportunities to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.